Uh, it is so great to be back with you. Are you guys ready? You guys ready for a great week? Um, my name is Scott, and um, it's great to be back with you. Um, I always come as a package, um, and so I, I brought the three other best members uh, of our family back there. There's little Izzy and Andrew and my beautiful wife, Liza. They're waving back there in the back. So um, you guys will get to hang out with them this week. They are awesome. So I want you to meet them. But I want you to know I have been waiting. We have been waiting. The Pollocks have been waiting 51 weeks to be back here, honestly, uh, to be with you. And so uh, we were thrilled when we turned the corner on the Hackberry Road. Our kids started going crazy, and we were excited uh, to, to just to be here in this moment with you. And I want you to know we expect God to do amazing things this week, and that's why we were excited. Not because Camp Eagle is so great, and you guys are so great, and all your staff and counselors, and the Camp Eagle staff is so great. We wanted to be here because... We believe with all our hearts that God is going to do some amazing things. And, uh, and so we're going to pray and we're going to talk a little bit in, in our scriptures, kind of set the stage for what we think God is going to do this week and um, we'll get on with it. All right. So let's pray. Would you pray with me? Now, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to just bow your head and listen to me talk. Okay. I want you to pray with me. You don't have to pray out loud, but as I pray, if you agree with what I say, I just want you to say yes in your heart, in your spirit. That's what amen means, by the way. It just means yes. So if you would agree with me, then we could all pray together. All right, let's do that. Father in heaven, we are thrilled and we are exhausted already. All right. We, uh, we know you've been with us all day, but it's been a long day already. And so we uh, come here in this moment. Our hearts are ready. Our bodies and our minds may be a little tired. We just want to stop in this moment right now. Father God, pause and say, we need you. We are desperate for you. We came here from all kinds of different places and all kinds of different stages in our life. And we all have that one thing in common. Father, we have come here this week to meet with you. Even if we don't know that, even if we came here just to be with our friends, we came here to have a good time, we came here because somebody invited us, that's all right. Father, we want you to say right now, we want to say in our hearts right now, we've come here to meet with you. We've driven all these hours, not because you live out in this place and there's something special about this place, but we came here to be free from all that and to come and meet with you. And so we pray that you speak tonight, you speak through your word, and you speak clearly to our hearts. So I'm going to give everybody an opportunity where you are while you sit with your heads bowed to just pray that simple prayer for yourself right now. Just ask God to speak to you in this moment. Would you do that quietly? Just ask God to speak to you. I'm going to ask you to pray that same prayer for somebody that you're sitting next to, somebody that you came with, one of your friends. Ask God to speak to them tonight. And then I'd humbly ask that you would say a quick, quick, quick prayer for me, that God would speak through me, and it would be true and understandable. Father, we love you. We are here 
because of Jesus. We want Jesus to work in our life. We want to lift up the name of Jesus in our worship, in our scripture memory, in our activities together, in every laugh, in every story, in every activity. We want to lift up the name of your son, Jesus, our savior, our redeemer, our king. We want to find our place under him and in him. That's what we want God, we're asking big things of you this week. We're asking you to change our life. I am asking you to change my life. I'm asking you to change all of our lives this week. Do something amazing in us. Start now. We're coming back to this place. We're coming back to this time set aside because we want you to do something big. We want you to do something amazing. We want you to change us. And so we pray all these things together in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. Hebrews chapter 11. You're going to be spending a lot of time in Hebrews chapter 11 this week. Let me read you just one verse. It's up on your screen. Look at this. Chapter 11, verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. We are... Uh, if you know Camp Tallawood, if you've been here, if you're senior, junior, sophomore, freshman, you know that this is the greatest student camp in the history of the universe, right? Um, and I say that having been to a lot of student camps, okay? I say that having put on a lot of student camps when I was a student pastor. And one of the things that makes Camp Tallawood so great is that we do things, and Jerome and his super amazing team and all the volunteers do things so very intentionally. Everything here has a purpose behind it. I want you to know that. So everything that you do this week, every conversation you have, every activity, every scripture memory, everything has a purpose. And it's all going to fit together. And here's how it's going to fit together. At Camp Tallawood, we do this seven-year cycle that takes us through the scriptures from the beginning to the end. You know what's exciting about this year? Is we're at the beginning. We're at the beginning. We get to start over this year at the very beginning in the book that starts with those words in the beginning, okay? And so that's where we're going to be. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to see and experience together. And I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. Have you ever been to orientation at your school? Do you still have orientation? Have you ever been to orientation anywhere? I joined a 24-hour fitness uh, where I was. And when you join a club like that, you have to uh, go through an orientation, even when you look as strong as I do. Okay? And so you have to... That wasn't... That was not part of the joke. You're not supposed to laugh at that. Anyway, so as I came up to the guy that was supposed to give me the orientation, right? Um, I'm like, hey, I'm Scott. I'm the new guy. And, and um, this guy was like Arnold Schwarzenegger's younger American brother. You know, it's like I couldn't touch his elbows together. You know, I, I had no idea how he put his shirt on. He's one of those guys. And uh, he's like, yeah, sure, follow me, dude. You know, and I'm walking around I'm like, okay, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep up. I feel like a little kid. I got 20 years on this guy, but I, I'm like, he's like, um, yeah, you see all these weights over here. And then he kind of looks me up and down like that. He goes, yeah, you're not going to need any of those. Let's go. 
Let's go over here, and um, you see all the things, the machines with the pink seats on them? That's because they're for the ladies. This is where you're going to want to hang out for a little while, okay? And then he's over here. There's the treadmills, and you're going to want to do this for a little while until you can make it over here with the right. You know, I was like, okay, thank you very much. Thank you. So you go through this orientation. And the point of that is, is to make sure you understand the landscape of what's going on so that when you come into this place, you can win in some sense. Because when there's no rules, when you don't understand what's happening, you can hurt yourself. You can think that you're winning, but you're not winning. Um, the same way is with games. My kids and I, Andrew especially, we love to play games. And we play all kinds of games together all the time. In fact, we brought a whole mess of games with us this week because we're going to play a lot of games together. Um, some, sometimes it's funny because we don't understand rules of games, so we'll just make up our own, which is awesome. I don't know if you've ever tried that, but um, without any orientation, it's really easy to win a game, okay? You just make up whatever's best for you, and you win. It's awesome. And so this is how sometimes we play games. We got these old games. We can't understand the instructions. Even I, as a 40-year-old dad, can't understand the instructions, so we play our game in a different way. Orientation is very important, right? That's what actually we're going to do when we go back to the beginning, I don't know about you, but maybe you've been around and you've lived a life. Maybe you have a perfect life. I don't know if you're here and you have a perfect life. Your family's perfect. Your friends are perfect. Your school is perfect. Everything's perfect. And so you don't feel any tension at all. But unless you're that person, you've felt some tension in your life. I don't know. I, I know I have. You felt some tension in your life and you've thought, I don't know why that person's upset with me. I don't know why this is so hard. Why did my parents get a divorce? Why did we have to move to a new place? Why did my dad lose his job and had been out of a job for a year? How, why is all this happening? I thought that person was my best friend and now they're not anymore. Why can't I make any friends? Why can't I get a date? Why, can't, why won't this person talk to me? Why won't all of these things happen? I don't know if you've been in a place where you felt some tension. Do you know why you're feeling that tension? Because the world that we live in right now is broken. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Everything is broken. It's corrupt and corrupting. It's all falling apart. And when we go back to the beginning, it's as if God takes us, um, puts his hand over our shoulder and says, let me take you through an orientation so that you know what this life is all about, you know what it was supposed to look like, you know why it looks like it does, and you know how to win the game. You know how to win, you know what the rules are. Let me take you on some orientation. So he's gonna put our, God the Father is gonna put his arm over our shoulder this week. And he's gonna walk with us and he's gonna say, now take a look at this, let me explain it to you, okay? Take a look at this. Let me explain it to you. That's what the book of Genesis actually does. Last scripture I want to share with you today is the very first words of our Bible. And I want you to focus on just the first four, okay? Here's just the first couple of verses of Genesis 1. Most of you know this almost intuitively. You've been around church for a little while. You know Genesis. In the beginning... If you look up here, it's, it's full. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Do you know how big our universe is, anybody? Up until about um, 90 years ago, that's not very long, right? Um, up until in between World War I and World War II, most of the people, the smartest men and women on planet Earth, thought that the universe was the Milky Way galaxy. Because all of our telescopes, when we looked past and through the Milky Way galaxy, because we're right in the middle of it, right in between the Sagittarius and Perseus arm of the Milky Way galaxy, we got a purpose, perfect little spot, not too close to the middle because it's hot and deadly, and not too far to the outside where there's no planets, but we're right in the middle, and we have this perfect little viewing spot so we can look up and see out of, of the Milky Way, and we can look down and see out of the Milky Way, and we can see inside of it. We've got the perfect little home and up until just under 100 years ago, all of the smartest people with all the biggest telescopes looked around and said, our universe is the Milky Way. And it's a big place, okay? It's a really big place. You know, when we come to measure things, like kilometers don't help us when we're out in space, right? <laughs> you know that? We don't measure things with uh, tape measures, okay? We take a beam of light and we shine it in a straight line for a year, and we measure how long that is. That's called a light year, right? You might know how many miles a light year is. Try 5.88 trillion miles. The Milky Way galaxy, our home, is 100,000 light years from end to end. It is 1,000 light years thick. And you know what happened about 100 years ago? There was a guy named Edwin Hubble. The telescope's named after him. He was looking on a big, big telescope in California, and he was trying to look through the Milky Way galaxy to those other little blurry spots out there. We just thought were big uh, balls of gas burning billions of miles away, right? Um, that's Pumbaa. You got it? Um, and so he was looking out there, and he was like these little fuzzy things. And he got to this technology to where he could see what those fuzzy things were. You know what he found? Those fuzzy things weren't fuzzy balls of gas. They were other galaxies as big or bigger than the Milky Way. And he saw and found so many of them that he couldn't count them. They were everywhere. And all of a sudden, less than 100 years ago, our universe was this big, and it went to this big. We can't see the end of it now. We don't know how big the universe is, and what we'll find in our scriptures is that our Father in heaven measures the universe from his pinky to his thumb. That's called the span in Hebrew, and that's how God measures the universe. That's our creator. And so he says in his word, through the prophet Moses, who wrote this book, he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the video you saw uh, is one way of understanding that. And some of you, if you look at that video, and maybe if you're a little bit skeptical, like I am, you would say, it couldn't have happened like that. Come on, seriously? Really? It just happened like that? I mean, that, uh, nothing really happens like that, okay? Okay. Um, 
What I do know about science is I'm a trained scientist and I'm a trained theologian, actually. I have a, a degree in science and a degree in theology, and here's what I've come to discover. I'm not a PhD or a doctor. I don't want to be, okay? But what I've come to discover is this very basic principle. When we properly understand science and we properly understand the Bible, the two will never disagree with each other. Science, properly understood, will never contradict or disagree with the Bible properly understood. Now, here's the problem. A lot of people misunderstand science and misunderstand the Bible, and so there's all a bunch of contradictions in there, right? All a bunch of kinds of challenges. But when we properly understand science, properly understand the Bible, the two speak and work perfectly together. Do you know why? Because the same Father wrote them both. The same Father created them both and so they come from the same guy. And so what this says on your screen and back here, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I just want you to focus on the first four words. Can you say them out loud with me? In the beginning, God. Four words. Say it again. In the beginning, God. I want you to just think about that for a second. Where we start our story, when there is nothing but a shell God was there. And you know what? The rest of the Bible says he had great, great plans. He knew you. He knew you before there was a foundation of the earth. He knew your name. He knew all about this very night. He knew all the things that you would bring in your heart to this very night and this very week. He knew all the things that you're struggling with. He knows what he has planned for you this week. He actually knew that the world would fall apart and would be corrupt and corrupting and broken, and he had a plan to solve it before it even happened. His son, Jesus Christ, when he was born, even before there was a foundation of the earth, the Bible says he was the lamb that was slain way back then in the beginning, before there was anything. You see, that's how good God is. That's how wise he is. That's how big he is. And so I have one very simple thing to share with you tonight, that in the beginning, at the very start and before the start, before there even was a start or a line to draw a starting line on, God was there. And he loved you in that moment in history. He loves you now. In fact, he can't love you anymore. And he has amazing things plan for us. And so uh, I know it's been a long day. Here's what I'd like us to do as we, as we sort of wrap up our time together tonight, and then we're going to have some instruction. I think Chris and the guys are going to come back up and play some stuff for us. I just want to take a moment right now and set the stage with God. Here's what, here's what most of you did, okay? You packed your bags uh, you made sure your camp registration was signed up and you paid your fees and you loaded the bus and you got here. Maybe you watched the movies, maybe you listened to your iPod, maybe you talked with your friends the whole way, maybe you read something. You prepared all of your life. You, you made sure that there wasn't a, something you were supposed to do. There's not a soccer game that you're supposed to be at on Wednesday because you're going to be here. You prepared all of your life for this week, okay? What I'd like to do in these last few moments is I would like to take time to prepare maybe something that you forgot about. Maybe. Maybe you didn't, but maybe you did. I want to prepare your heart. 
I just want to take a moment to prepare your heart and your mind for what God is going to do. Because I believe, as I share with you in the beginning, Liza, Jerome, all of the staff and counselors at Camp Eagle and from Tallawood that have come, they, we all believe one great thing. It's extremely exciting, terribly exciting. And that is that we are almost going, almost ready to, we're almost at the, we're almost ready to experience what God has for you and for us. Because we know he's got something big and it's coming. It's coming. It's right here. There's something he wants to do in each one of you. And don't think I'm not talking to you. Okay. Please don't think I'm not talking to you. If you're sitting on the front row or the back row, please don't think I'm not talking to you because I actually came to talk to only one person. I came tonight and this whole week to only talk to one person. Okay. You know who that person is? You. That person is you, okay? And God is interested in talking with only one person, and that person is you. And so don't think this is not for you. Don't think God has forgotten about you. God has nothing in store for me. I promise I'm too bad of a guy, too bad of a girl, messed up too much. I don't care about him. I understand God's not interested in me. Not true. God wants to do something amazing this week in every single human being on this place, in this camp, in this area, every one of us, okay? And I just want to take a moment to to prepare our hearts for that, all right? Would you get comfortable, try to minimize your distractions and just pray with me? Let's pray together and prepare our hearts for this great week. This is the beginning. This is the beginning in so many ways. Let's pray together. Let's try to minimize distractions and just just be with God for a moment, okay? Let's do that. Father in heaven, we, like we said in the beginning, we are desperate for you. We really are. We are most desperate and in need of you when we know and think that we don't need you at all. And so we wanna take a moment right now, wherever we are, whoever we are in this moment, and just whisper in our hearts. If you can pray this with me, just pray this in your heart. Would you just say in your heart, God, I need you. Just say that in your heart. If you can't quite do that, maybe you say, God, I want to need you. Maybe you say that. And you say, God, I want to be open to whatever you have for me this week. I want to be open to whatever you have for me this week. Whatever you want to say, I'm here. Whatever you want to ask me, whatever you want to ask me, I'm here. God, would you help me to uh, have a blast this week? To laugh so hard, my, my cheeks hurt, my side hurts. Would you let me have the time of my life this week? Would you keep us safe? And would you let us experience and welcome and accept all that you have for us? The challenge and the comfort, the conviction and the healing, we want it all, God. We want all that you have for us. 
I speak for me, Scott. I'm saying, Father in heaven, bring all that you have for me this week. Bring all that you have for me. We want to prepare our hearts. I want you to think in this moment as you sit there with your head bowed of a person that you came with, that maybe you, maybe you just met. Not a best friend, not somebody that you know everything about, but somebody that you maybe just met or somebody you don't know well that's here in this place, that, he, that is here this week. Can you think of a name? Can you think of just one name that's here in this room? Not a best friend, not somebody you're going to be spending all your time with this week, but somebody else. Think of a name. I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray that God would speak to them this week and prepare their hearts. Say that in your heart. Say, God, speak to this person. God, change their heart this week. I pray that, pray that that person would say yes and would listen to God and be open Father, we want all that you have for us. We want all that you have for us. And we are not going to rest. We're not going to be satisfied until you, until you give it to us, until, until you have your way in us, until we surrender all to you, until you can do whatever you want. So would you come and do that for us? Orient us this week to yourself to your way, to your will, to your truth, as we go all the way back to the beginning and see how you formed the earth, how you formed man, how you planned your great plan and how it fell apart, how you solved the problem, how you kept meeting and chasing down women and men throughout history, just like you chased down us and love us with mercy and grace. God, speak to us and change us. That's what we're here for. That's what we want. That's what we're desperate for. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.